Hey everyone, I'm Stephen DeLaRoche. I am Taylor Draper. And welcome to Dressing for Wellness, a show where we aim to break down the walls of mental health stigmas by hosting authentic and inspiring conversations with people in the menswear community. We'll talk about how style has changed their lives for the better by empowering them and enhancing their confidence, and how style can do the same for you. So pull up a chair and let's listen in. So Taylor, I got a question for you. What was the, what was your main inspiration or where, where did the thought process come from for you to blend menswear and mental illness? Because that's something I've never seen. I've never seen that in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question, man. So uh, to kind of give you context, I got to give you a little bit of my background. Sure. Please, so, please. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I was going through like the hardest, darkest time of my life. And like between me and my wife, like she confessed to doing some stuff. And I basically was at a crossroads of like, do I stay or do I go? Sure. So we decided to stay and like give it a try and get into like intensive therapy and things like that. Sure. So like during this whole, this whole time, I was trying to run two businesses, actually three, oh, man. three businesses. And like, I was just... Jesus. mentally checked out every day. Yeah. And the only thing that was just like, I, the only thing that I had anymore in my life, my home life was gone. My businesses, like I didn't give a shit about it anymore at that Dang. point. Like the only thing that I had was being able to put my suit on in the morning or being able to dress well. Oh, wow. And so that was the only thing that I had. I was like, okay, at least I know that I look my best. Now time to go do the day. Oh, wow. You know? So fast forward a little bit, I, um, I like got myself healthy. I, I had lost, um, about 55, no, I'd be 65 pounds from then. Cause I, yeah, I have a history of like going up and down in weight a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, at one point I weighed like 310 pounds and then like went down to 180. <laughs> but, oh man, that's a, man, that's a huge dip. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cause so I've like struggled, struggled with depression and everything my whole life. Um, but when I kind of got healthier and we were going through counseling and therapy and, um, like intensive stuff, just because of how, like, I think with Mm -hmm. like a business and strategic kind of mindset, everything that I was learning in counseling, I was like, how can I take this and then stamp it everywhere? How can I scale it? And how can I, and how can I like do this all of the time? And how can I change my core Right. To adapt to these learnings. You know what I mean? Sure. So I was doing that for two years, just two straight years, twice a week therapy. And I would always just write stuff down and I always be like, okay, I, this really shifted my perspective with this exact verbiage. And like this, you know, this talk is like what made me shift this mindset. So I can like, you know, zoom in onto any point that I changed my mind about something. And so when I had that, I was like, okay, now it's time. And just like we were talking about a little bit earlier, I wasn't doing great. I was doing like jeans and a blazer and like a polo or something. Sure. And so now I'm, now when I got healthier and everything, I was like, okay, what's next? A custom suit is next. Right, 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 right. And I just happened to meet Dace. Ah, okay. It's (laughs) all starting to make sense now. At a networking event, I just happened to meet Dace. And at that time, Ian and I were really good friends too and hanging out like a couple times a week. Ian's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Shout out Ian. And, yeah, uh, you definitely got to give Ian a shout out. You got a shout out to Ian. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's the best. Uh, so, yeah, so we were also trying to start a business at that time, Ian and I, like totally separate concept and things. 
Um, but yeah, so I met with Dace and like he was representing a, a dude in town uh, doing custom suits. And I like met with him at Ian's bar and he like brought out the fabrics and everything. He's like, yeah, this is how it is. And I was like, cool. Like I need you to tell me like why fabrics work in different climates. Cause like, I was, again, I like knew that it was time for me to grow. So sure, I like, you want the information. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know anything about fabrics. Tell me why like this is a, you know, tell me why this is a fall fabric and this is a summer fabric. Absolutely. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And so he just like, we just had a two hour conversation by the end of it. I was like, dude, why are you working for somebody else? You know? And me just being like really far in the entrepreneur yeah, like, yeah, of course. world. I was like, why would you like, why would you just do this for somebody else? Like you clearly know what you're doing. Yeah. You clearly have the knowledge. Like, why don't you just do that yourself? And then uh, I didn't know this, but he like that, like wrecked him. So he, and this is the first time I ever met him. Oh, wow. And so he called me a week later and he's like, I just put in my two weeks. Do you want to start this custom suit business with me? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was so like, that's literally how it started. So that's, that's literally how it started, but that doesn't get the mental health concept yet. So, okay. so I was like, okay. Well, yeah. a custom bit. Part the custom bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, gotcha. So that's how the clothing bit started. So I was okay. like, okay. Yeah. So we like met and I were like, great. Yeah. Um, and then Ian just all super into fashion too. Super right. into menswear. Absolutely. And so he's very stylish. Yeah. He's, he's very stylish. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, Hey man, like this is what I'm doing. Like we have this, we like vetted probably like 20 different manufacturers until we found the one we have now. So we're like, we finally found this great manufacturer. Like I'm about to start this business. Like I could really use your help with sales. You right. Know? And so he was like, yeah, man, I'm down. Like, come on in. So he came and we, he just like brought so much great value and started training Dace and things like that. So Dace kind of started as like the, like technical, like style and sure, you know, he was like the style guy to close. Right. Yep. And then, yeah, I was kind of the marketing and like digital person and then he was the sales guy. And so like he kind of, so Ian came and then, um, we had multiple meetings and everything. And Ian was just like, you know what? Like I'm finding out is that both of us dress to like feel good about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Neither of us had fathers to like teach us about style. So like I, he's like, I feel like there's a movement here. And then that just like gave me so much inspiration ideas. I was like, actually this is my life story. Like style is my life story. Style helped me change my entire life. Wow. And like Ian just helped me realize that. Wow. So it just like clicked for me. I was like, yes, this is, this is my story in a business. Like I've always loved menswear. Right. And I've like, and this like therapy and everything has like helped me like get my mental health. Right. You know, that's amazing though, man. I I love that because I love the piece about how you were, you were going through some, you know, some different things at home, but at, at the end of the day, all you had, you know, was the suit. It was yeah. just your suit there. So, I mean, that alone gives you an intimate connection with your clothing already. Like, yeah. I mean, that's an extremely intimate connection with your clothing. I, and I get it because uh, I'm very, I mean, you, we, I'm very serious about, you know, some of my, you know, my clothing. So I totally get it. But also just the mental, um, just the mental illness piece. But it's something that you've, you know, something you experienced, you know, you were able to get through and how powerful that can be. You having those conversations with your clients or clients having that conversation amongst each other or whatever, however yeah, you choose to carry it, it out. I mean, as long as it inspires conversation, like that's yeah. all I want, you know, I mean, that's I mean, like, bro, that's so that's so imp- it's so impressive and it's so impactful because that's something 
and, and I know you know this, that's something that I, I believe everyone deals with, but, it, it, you know, people aren't, aren't so open to, to speak about the, the flaws. Yeah. We, you know, we all have flaws as individuals. You know, you're never quick to talk about that. You always talk about the good stuff. <laughs> right. But, you know, yep. but I think that's awesome, you know, to be able to get guys in the room to where guys can actually be, um, you know, honest with each other. Because at mm -hmm. this point, they, I, 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 I forgot what I was looking at something they were saying. Uh, the modern day man, if you can't express how you feel, like you're too traditional for the time we're in now. Yeah. You need to be able to talk to people about how you feel. Yeah. yeah, You have to be able to say that. And, you know, I think a lot of times as men, we get caught up into the... Uh, the man up. The man, right. Mm -hmm. You get caught up into yeah. that so much. But, yep. you know, a lot of times, you know, we are all, you know, we're, we're all human. To be honest with you, that's really what I like about like the movie, The Matrix, and I'm mm -hmm. not talking about the, the movie per se, but the mm -hmm. message of the movie. Mm -hmm. Even though Neo is great, he's still human. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they let you know he's human when it's 100 agents and they start lighting his ass up. You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, this dude's kind of human. Yeah. But more, he's the one. He has abilities that other people don't have, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, he's still human. And from a movie like that, I take no matter how great I am, I'm still human. Mm -hmm. I always need to sit down with my brother or my sister and we mm -hmm. can always have a conversation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times... I've been able to, I, you know, I don't know if you all are into, are you guys into uh, Zodiac signs at all? Oh, really? No, nah, 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 no, nah. really. So ironically, I learned Zodiac signs in retail because it would help me understand people better. Mm. That's actually yeah. how I got into Zodiac signs. Okay. Uh, we're, it, we're into something kind of similar to that called the Enneagram, which okay. is like a personality kind of type. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like, yeah, we make everybody on staff take it and we're, it's, it's really helpful to see like the personality type. So yeah, same kind of, same kind of Same concept. type of setup, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I studied that. And one thing about, um, about Pisces individuals, it said, I'm a Pisces. Mm -hmm. um, and it speaks about how Pisces is, I think I read like, we're like the most uh, like emotional sign. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. Ironically. But like, like one of you said that earlier, people don't understand, like you said, there are different variations of what kind can be. Mm -hmm. Kind isn't always mm -hmm. baking someone cookies and speaking to them in a soft voice. Right. It's not all, you know, it's not always this. A lot of times when I was, you know, when I was being a knucklehead and my dad was knocking me up, upside the head, that was him being kind to me. Mm. That's kindness. When, when you're doing something wrong and someone says, hey, don't do that. That's not smart. Yeah. That's what kindness is. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But, but I, I, I study those things. And it, there's nothing wrong with sitting down, you know, talking amongst about issues that you have. And a lot of times when mm -hmm. you sit down, you find out so many things about people that you never would have thought. You would have said, man, I had no idea that brother was dealing with that. Mm -hmm. You know, you know yeah. the things that you share with me, man, you've been so solid. You've been so nice. You know, I never would have known you dealt with those things. You know sure. what I'm saying? And I'm glad we had the opportunity, you know, to share that. You know, mm -hmm. that's made us closer. But, you know, I, I never would have known that. Right. But, but that goes to show you the importance of just, you know, sitting down, talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting down talking yeah. to each other, but not about nothingness, about mm -hmm. meaningful things, yeah. purposeful things, you know? The real stuff. The real yep. stuff. The mm -hmm. stuff that matters, man. What were you mm -hmm. about to say, Taylor? No, no, that's great. I was just agreeing with you. It's as long as we're having conversations and we're willing to, and we're willing to, again, I'll bring this word back, empathize with someone else's story. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's when we can start getting to the real heart stuff. I mean, and, and like I said, I love that concept. There's nothing cliche about that. And more importantly, you know, it, it, it helps. It yeah. helps a lot of individuals in ways that, uh, that they want. And, and, and this is really what I enjoy about it. I like it because that's not a concept that, that people can just like copy and steal. Mm. You can't just do that immediately. 
See, I love concepts. I think uh, we were speaking about this. I was telling Dace, as far as my career, let me ask you this, Steve. Who's yeah. your favorite stand-up comedian? Mm. Who's your favorite stand-up comedian? I would say Mike Birbiglia is one of my favorites. Now, why is he your favorite comedian? Uh, the way he tells stories and weaves stories into the jokes. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's all stuff from his life. It's all stuff from his life. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite comedian? Man, it's, I have like favorite comedian albums because they all kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one of my favorite comedians is, is Brian Regan, but mm-hmm. like 1990 Brian Regan. Like yeah, I personally, yeah. sorry, Brian, I don't like your stuff now, <laughs> but, but like, sorry, I'm, Brian. Sorry, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> sorry, Brian. I know we don't know each other, but, <laughs> but uh, I don't like his stuff now. And just, same thing with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's very hit and miss for me, but I will die laughing to like, seriously funny or like, you know, <laughs> like some of his earlier stuff and you know, it's, it's hit and miss, but like those two are, are very high on my list. As far as comedy, this is interesting. Kevin Hart, this Kevin Hart to me is like the best comedic, like superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he does a great job at being a, a superstar comedian. Mm-hmm. But if we are talking like joke for joke, Dave Chappelle, hands down. For sure. Mm, yeah. And 100%. I will tell you this. I'm going to tell you, you know why? I'm going to tell you, I studied Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know why I studied Dave Chappelle and why he's my favorite comedian? Because you can't, the only person that can tell a Dave Chappelle joke is Dave Chappelle. You yeah. can't steal from his sense of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you try to tell a Dave Chappelle joke, you sound like Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you look at people like Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Chris mm-hmm. Rock, you can see the Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, you can hear yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. with Dave Chappelle, he's like Mozart. He don't sound like nobody. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's just a different uh, approach to. Uh, and, and Dave Chappelle is great because he, what I love about Dave Chappelle's comedy is that he always talks from data points. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. like he has done his research and very much has, so, and he knows more about the subject than most. You yeah. know, so, but but you know what I really appreciate about Dave Chappelle the fact that he's really the funniest guy. Everyone knows it. Everyone mm-hmm. admits to it. But what I admire about him most, he's really not with the Hollywood shit. He's like, I'm not with that. You know where he lives? He lives in Ohio, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe an hour and a half from where I'm from. Yeah, he lives on a a, A farm. A farm, yeah. A huge farm in central Ohio, man. So he's just not with the Hollywood piece. But if you're just talking like joke for joke, I mean, who's really funny? Because like, again, like you said, Kevin Hart for me is hit or miss. Mm -hmm. I personally prefer him in uh, his stand-up's okay. I more so prefer him just kind of like I've laughed the most at him in like interviewing situations. Oh, like yeah. when he goes on first take with uh, Stephen yeah. A. Smith, Skip Bayless. Yeah. He's hilarious mm-hmm. in those situations. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. listening to Kevin Hart for 90 minutes, <laughs> that's hit yeah. and miss for me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hit and miss. Mm-hmm. His earlier stuff though was like all hit for me. Like that's why I uh, was like, I like comedy albums because there's gotcha. never just been like one comedian that I'm like, mm-hmm. Everything you've ever done is the funniest shit ever. Yeah. I'm always like, I like when you did that. I don't like when you did that. I like when you did that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, I, lo- I love to study people's, uh, I love to study uh, people's careers, uh, whether it's comedy, whether it's music, whether it's style. I love to study that to see how people age. Mm-hmm. Not everyone mm-hmm. ages well yeah. as far as, uh, and I'm not talking physically, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about as far as their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at a great guy like Dr. Seuss, mm-hmm. great early work, but if you read some of that stuff before he died, I man, he was talking crazy. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is not for children. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. So, right. Some people, as far as their work, don't age gracefully. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dave Chappelle, one, I've studied him because you can't 
copy him. Mm. You yeah. cannot copy Chappelle. I think there's I think there's a really great distinction there of aging well versus pivoting with society. I got you. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's you know? very fair. That's fair. So like that's what, fair. what I love about Dave Chappelle is he's always been very uh like <clears throat> what's the word like time appropriate, I guess. Very like, much so. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's very much for the time that he's speaking. Like when he had the Chappelle show. Oh my god. Like yeah. incredible. Some of that stuff might not work now. Most probably a lot of it won't. But yeah. you know, but now he's shifted and now he's like still mm-hmm. talking about present day things, well, but in a really great and interesting way. So mm-hmm. it's different from the Chappelle show and like what his comedy like his stand up during yeah. that time that he was doing that. Right. To now. And it's it's more of like a growth with the you know, with what society needs. See, I don't know. See, um I don't know if you all are familiar with it, but see I um, really became familiar with, with Dave Chappelle uh, actually like early 90s. This is before Half Baked, Blue Streak. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle used to come on Def Comedy Jam. I don't know if you any of you yeah. all know it. Remember, yeah, I'm talking remember. about when Martin Lawrence hosted yeah. it, the old yeah, Def Comedy yeah. Jam. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's been on for a long time. The first movie I ever saw him in was Robin Hood, Men of Tights. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you all I seen that. I think he was in that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the first movie I saw him in, but to see him, and it was interesting because it was kind of like Dave Chappelle just got popular out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like he did like two movies, one season of the Chappelle show, and he was just like everywhere. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But but like he's always one of my favorite comedians, and I've I've always prided myself on his approach to comedy because he's he's built a circle for himself that no one really can step into. Mm-hmm. If you try right. to step in that circle, he'll eat your ass alive. And, yeah. and, and everyone knows it. So, mm-hmm. And I encourage people to study people like that. Study people, because like prime example, from the type of, the way I've built my career, I've built it in a sense where it's very hard to copy me. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's very hard to copy me. If you want, be my guest. Sure. I encourage it, but it's going to be some work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I lo- like I love that. You know, I, I make it. I don't want to make it hard for people, but on the flip side, it's like I want to be that authentic to where if someone is biting off me, someone's like, "Yeah, you took that from my boy." Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's why I'm sorry that I was a side note. I was just no, curious okay. to know no, who right. y'all favorite comedian was. Uh, you know, I studied. You know, I was. You know, we talked about this. I was, you know, a musician. I grew up in the church, so a lot of the things I've learned in life, you know, like through me boxing, like you'd be surprised. My mentor, Mr. A, he boxes, but has an extensive knowledge on boxing. So there have been times he and I will. He'll call me. We'll talk for five minutes about something, and we'll mm-hmm. mess around and have like a two and a half hour discussion on like Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. or Sugar Ray Robinson or. Uh, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard or Robert mm. Duran or whoever the case may be. So the, that's the beautiful thing about it. I've studied so many things. And now since, you know, I, I have a decent understanding of style, I can always talk about it. Like, cause mm. from, from me studying music to me studying boxing to me, I mean, it's, it's not too much in history that I can't speak to. Like, mm. I, I yeah, mean, that's, that's one of the things that I love about you is cause similar to me, like I did, um, I started out with, playing guitar right and then i learned singing and then i thought that was going to be my life forever at yeah. a certain point you know mm-hmm. yeah i was signed to like this little crappy label and like toured around for a little bit <laughs> in my heyday oh and wow like, you toured <laughs> yeah. and uh and it was just so funny because like i was always doing that and then i was like okay time to shift to like graphic design like the arts 
Mm. You know, so I like did graphic design for such a long time. And then I was like, graphic design is not making me money. Like I want to learn pay-per-click. So then I moved over to pay-per-click and then I was like, you know, I also need to know web design to be able to like do this, facilitate this entire process. So then I learned that. And then I was like, you know what? Like I hate, you know, how just not confident about myself that I am. So I'm going to start learning how to defend myself and do boxing and jujitsu and MMA. Oh wow! Jumped into that. And then, Damn, you know, that's crazy. That's a lot just, of, yeah. It's just great. Cause the thing I love about you is you're so into history. Yes. And like you, you like study that for me, I'm a little bit different. Like I just love experiencing the world. Of course. And like, that's a, that's a conversation I always love having because when I say like, I love experiencing the world and mm-hmm. I have a love for the world, people confuse that with being worldly. And yeah. that's not the case. No, mm-hmm. like, not at all. I love the craft and the amount of skill that it takes to give a 30 year old scratch, you know, and wow. how it takes different, you know, and I love the, the skill and the craft that it takes to hand make a Rolex watch and yeah. the incredible hundreds of hours that goes into that. And yes, that's not being worldly. That's loving. That's having a love for the world. Sure. I, I mean, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, and this is a question that I, I've been asked a lot. People always ask me, Jay, because, you know, I, 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 I kind of know like a lot of stuff. It's just, it's like people just throw stuff at me and ironically I know about it, but I don't really know until someone's asked me. But the way I've acquired so much information in all honesty, why, I mean, I'm, I'm, and this is a deep moment too, mm. because being in this country and like being black, you know, going into any situation, you're automatically going into the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I know that as a black man. Mm-hmm. I know that I can be better than everybody and I'm still going to get fucked. Yeah. We know that. So for me, I said, not only do I got to be the best, I got to be the best to the point to where it's undeniable, like on some Michael Jordan shit. Yeah. So what I did, I never wanted to be in a space to where someone asked me a question and I didn't have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. That does not work. I never wanted to be that guy. So through me studying history and my father... And to be honest with you, I do owe a lot of that credit to him because my father was one of those individuals. He knew a lot of uh, a lot of fun facts. Like my dad is one of those individuals. Like if you just ask him about something, he knows about it and he knows a lot about it. So yeah. I, I probably get that from my father. I would mm-hmm. imagine we would uh, stay up late night when I, late nights when I was a kid. We watch uh, westerns, Gunsmoke, Bonanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but so many things I learned from my father at a young age. I was watching a lot of Martin Scorsese. My father really put me on game to a lot of things at a young age. So Mm -hmm. by the time I was 16, I knew what I was looking at. I'm 34 now, so I can look at, you know, any film at this point and be like, oh, that's a such and such with a such and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how it comes. But again, I tell people all the time, that's years of, uh, that's years of studying, years in the right company, years mm. under the right tutelage, and people pushing you. You know, mm. my mentor, uh, Mr. A, Avery, he's called, like, especially when I was younger, there are many times, he, you know, he reached out to me and he'd be like, dude, like, a solid shirt? Like, come on, Jay, you're better than that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm giving you an edited version of that conversation. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So you need people to push you, you know? Because yeah. I'll be honest with you, until I met my mentor, Avery, and keep in mind, so Steve, just, you know, my mentor, mm-hmm. Avery Lucas, he did um, 
he's a bespoke tailor, okay. the first black man. Um, well, one of the first black men in Esquire magazine. Okay. He's been in GQ. Uh, he's done most of the, cl- he did a lot of the clothes in Spike Lee's Jungle Fever. Okay. Malcolm X, More wow. the Blues. Yeah. He did, his wife did some shirts in Casino. He was married to a test. So they've done some good stuff. Yeah. And uh, he knows about, uh, te- I mean, the, the guy's absolutely incredible. But I thought, I w- in all honesty, I thought I was a very stylish person, person un- really until I had a conversation with him. Mm. Like, I, like, I, I, I was like, before I met him, I was like on some Kanye West shit. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. Right. I thought I was one of the best. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's just really cool to talk to an older guy who's been doing it longer than you've been alive. Yep. And he just talks to you in such a loving manner. But it's like, yeah, you need work though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, so yeah. what do you not like about this look? Well, I like, I like the shoe. Mm-hmm. I like the trouser. Mm-hmm. But actually, that's a sports sock you're wearing. The, the sock isn't, uh, it's not formal enough. Mm-hmm. That's the detail yeah. that my mentor has. And he taught me to do things. So mm-hmm. yeah. Great suit, love the tie, hate the fucking socks. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. You know, I, need you, I need you to do that for me. No. <laughs> you know, now this is the thing. In situations where I'm speaking to people about their personal sense of style and how they approach things, mm. in those situations, I'm a lot softer. Sure. Because at that point, you can be dealing with a person's self-esteem. Yeah. So you want to be very careful in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm never that aggressive. I would never, mm. say some, never say to someone that made something and they asked me their opinion, be like, That's a, that was a shitty idea. I wouldn't sure. talk to someone like that. Sure. I would just say, you know what? You have, a, you have, we should try a different few options mm-hmm. in this regard, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You yeah. know, I only really do that when I'm, when I'm training. That's when mm-hmm. I really, when I'm a little more brutally honest, but yeah. like in just dealing with people, mm-hmm. I'm much softer because you know, you, you don't want to hurt anybody's yeah. feeling. You know, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to intentionally do it. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? That's just not my vibe. If you're in a, if you're, if you're putting yourself into a, um, I don't know, a mentor getting, getting mentored by somebody. Mm-hmm bringing someone in asking their opinion sure. that's what why you're doing it like that's kind of what you're what you're in for yeah no no know? doubt and like because i remember i was on i was on tour um with a band and i was it was my first tour i was 18 and i was so nervous we all have a lot in common this is crazy yeah, no, man. No. we're all musicians it's it's nice, <laughs> man we all done a lot of stuff that's crazy exactly i'm sorry bro keep going no it's all right and uh, I was just so nervous and I was, I was fucking up. I was just like, I was not doing well. I knew the songs front to back, but man, I just. Oh, like doing the performance piece. Doing the performance oh. piece. And I, but I was, I was choking. I was choking Ooh. hard. And my buddy David came up to me and I've had a couple of, of instances where um, people, teachers or people older than me, more experienced have done this. And I'm so thankful, but this is one of them. David comes up to me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, man, I, I'm so nervous. He's like, you know how to do this. Yeah. We've done this together before. Get out of your head. Do the fucking business. Five minutes before we go on, we had this conversation. And he's like, no one, want, no one wanted me to talk to you because they were like, man, like he's having a hard time. Leave him alone. I was like, no, I know he can do it. And he vouched for me. And he was like, I'm going to talk to him. And he was like, he'll nail it. I was like, you will nail it tonight and every other stop we have. I was like, okay. Right. And I was like, okay. And that, that puts it on you. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to make it happen or not? I think clothes are very, very similar. Yes. It's just like, oh, I can be butthurt. I can go inside and be in my feelings in a bad way. Or I can be like, oh, this is, 
this is a chance. Yeah. And uh, the tour had two weeks left. Nailed gotcha. it every night. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, those are the moments. Like, be, like, there's nothing wrong with being confident, thinking you're the shit, but also be humble, be willing to like do it. Because if you're fucking up, like, if someone, somebody's looking out for you, like, listen, it's so important. And you know, it's interesting. I think that's the approach to the arts, mm-hmm. anything in the arts world, you yeah. know? Um, and, and to be honest with you, as a musician, looking back at it, mm-hmm. I was a good player. Mm-hmm. I was a good player. But just looking back at it from with my eyes now, I did not have the confidence. Mm-hmm. The confidence yeah. I have now, if I would have had the same confidence that I, the confidence I have now, if I would have been playing bass like as this guy, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. I probably would be on the road right now. Sure. Literally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I lack the confidence, and that's what my teacher would tell me. Mm-hmm. He would, I know one time I did a show, and I was nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, nerves got the best of me. Yeah. And, my, and the guy that taught me how to play, he pulled me to the side. He was like, Fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, literally, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah. You, that's how they do it. Uh-huh. He's like, bro, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, mm-hmm. bro, listen. You know, you like, you know the song. Yeah. And he told me, he was like, you're acting like your bass is made of dynamite. He was like, right. play the fucking bass. Right. Play, right. play the guitar, bro. He's like, you're acting like there's anthrax on the neck of your guitar. <laughs> exactly. He was like, play the, he was like, play the bass. Mm-hmm. See, I grew up, uh, my father was a pastor. I grew up in a call and response mm-hmm. type church. Yep. So, Growing up in situations like that, you deal with nerves. I dealt with nerves different because this is how it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I played in church for most of my life. Yep. But then as I got older, I started exploring other styles of music. Yeah. So when I started doing, uh, I, I was doing church. I, I had that down pack. Mm-hmm. But then I had gotten some, gotten some invitations to start doing um, like club gigs or like yeah. to play in a restaurant, you know, yeah. like soul gigs, you know, mm-hmm. Shaka Khan, Teddy P, you know, yeah. 70s soul music. Mm-hmm. And that was a rough transition for me because at that time I didn't understand. And you know this as a musician mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with the dressing. You can't approach everything the same way. Yeah, no the way, way you approach playing gospel, you can't approach playing R&B like that. You yep. can't approach playing rock like that. Mm-hmm. It ha- the approach to it is different. Yeah, everything has its own right. place. That's really what a lot of times with style, that's what will separate a, a British gentleman from an Italian gentleman. Like mm-hmm. it, It's the approach to how they do it. Yeah. You can look at... You can look at an Italian guy and a British white guy wear the same suit and yeah. it's going to look completely different Yeah, because their approach to how they're doing it mm-hmm. is, you know, is different. Yeah. But working in the arts, I think any gentleman that works in clothing, if you have any experience in the arts, I think you, I think you, you come in uh, ahead of the game. You mm-hmm. come in just doing so many things artistically. Like mm-hmm. me being a musician, I understand transition. Yeah. So it's nothing for me to incorporate that in, in the way I dress because mm-hmm. I understand how to transition from, you understand what I'm yep. saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's somewhat all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the way I approach dressing now in all honesty is pretty much the same way I approached being a musician back mm-hmm. in the day, being commercially aggressive, looking good, but being commercial at the same time, yeah. but not doing too much. Cause you notice, you know, when you start touring with people, if you're overplaying, they'll send your ass home. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you got to know how to play the song and that's it. You're not mm-hmm. there. Like the artist is the star, not you. Yep. If you don't play the, if you don't play the song or if you're overplaying or whatever, they send you home. Yep. So I had to learn about those things, but all those experiences really made me who I am and it's given me the opportunity to share mm-hmm. these things. But that's crazy. I knew you were a musician. I didn't know you was touring though. You was on a label. That's crazy. What kind of music yeah. was you doing? Um, really emo acoustic stuff. <laughs> so I was like Wait, singer, song, singer songwriter oh, stuff. Oh, so he's like an acoustic set. Yep. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. you. Yep. Man, I want, bro, I want to see, well, you want a label, so it's recorded somewhere. Yep, no, it's recorded. Spotify, I, give me the information because I just want to hear it. No, I didn't yeah, know you I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it never, it's probably not as big as in your head. It never was like a huge, like national tour. I did like the, surra- like a lot of Colorado cities and sure. then like, Two surrounding states, but yeah. Well, no, I I'm, I, I want to see it because to be honest with you, that's just a side of you that I don't I don't know the side <laughs> of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like literally until that comment, I had no idea you were a musician. I didn't even know you sung. Yeah, I, I didn't I know that. So yeah, I'm just interested to to see that side. So I, like I, I'm not trying to be funny, but it, it's hard for me to picture you with a guitar yeah, singing. Like I just, <laughs> like just the way I know you, so oh, yeah. I want to see once, it. Once you mm-hmm. see how I used to wear my hair, it'll make it's like, whew. oh man, <laughs> legendary. So, how, like yeah, okay, yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, I, I want to see the photographs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that's great, awesome, man. man. It's great. <laughs> but you know what would be good though? I think something that you all should eventually look into. In time, mm. y'all should look into doing like some type of a, uh, some type of like musical piece. Mm. How do you mean? Like a musical piece. He plays guitar, mm. you play bass. I mean, seriously, y'all should like, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything, but I think that's something that's a skill set that both of you are, I mean, shit, you were signed. It might not have, it may not have been the biggest thing in the world, as you said, but at the same time, I mean, shit, you talented, somebody signed you. You was torn, you was, somebody was putting money behind you. So there's, there's a level of talent there. You know what I'm saying? You were on tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a level there. Musically, I think, in t- and you know, we talk about it, but I think that would be, I would like to see a music piece from y'all. Hmm. Like, in all honesty, I think that would be pretty fucking dope. A music piece? Like, does Dace play anything? I don't think so. Okay, I know I know his father's a pastor. I'll figure it out. I was like, he might have. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, I you never know. Right. Yeah, like, I, feel like, I feel like Dace plays drums or something. <laughs> like, Give him a cajon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I'm, no, I'm serious, man. We like y'all should really revisit that. Y'all could be the inherent trio. Yeah. Guitar. It could be yeah, cool. Bass. I don't and, know if we're good enough for that. Uh, let's yeah. be. I, I'll just be honest. We, look, I don't we can, know. Look, I'm we, not. We can just let let <laughs> let's try. Let's just for the time being, we can discuss this at a later date. But let's put uh, Dace on percussion. He can do bongos. Perfect. Yeah. You oh know, yeah. Yeah. Bongos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like get Dace in there. Shampoo. Right, you know, what I'm but no, I think that would be cool, man, to do like a music piece at some point. But we can revisit that later. I just didn't know you. Uh, nah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know you had an album. Yeah, we'll do it. But yeah, that's crazy, man. But man, it, like I said, bro, I love what's going. Like I said again, I can't express this enough, man. I love what's going on here, and I love the the the, the concept of what's happening. And I know you all genuinely um, want to help people. Um, you know, you just shared the story. Um, with how you came up with the brand. And I mean, and that's an extremely authentic approach mm-hmm. to this. And I like it because he has such an intimate connection with this clothing because at one point when you were going through what you were going through, that was that was all you had. That was, that's what was there for you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's an amazing um, story piece. And mm-hmm. I, that makes you so much more authentic. He didn't just say, I'm about to start selling suits. Mm-hmm. 
to a story piece to it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, that that range, man, that's incredible. I didn't know I didn't know the story in in in, in like depth like that. Like that's an yeah. incredible story. Even your story, man, with um some of the things you've dealt with and just some of uh as far as uh being kind to people and some of the things you say, that's very inspirational stuff. And I love having conversations with like-minded people like you all, because through talking to gentlemen like you, you know, sometimes I say to myself, maybe I do need to soften my approach up a little bit. Mm. Maybe I don't need to be as hard, um, you know, as I am. And that's something that I do, you know, that I do think about now, you know, maybe I should, you know, because again, you're a musician, you've been a musician. Like a lot of times artistic people are very straight to the point. It's Mm. not really about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. It's just being straight to the point. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and and for me, I would just want, I try to do the people how I would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. If something's bad, that um, Taylor, I would rather you just be like, Jay, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Just tell me that. It takes two seconds. I don't need, I don't need five minutes for you to tell me why it's bad mm-hmm. and we're not going to use it. Let's take 10 seconds to tell me it's fucking bad and let's use the other four minutes to talk about how we're going to make it better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, with me, it's not necessarily a thing of me liking to do things quick. I just like to utilize my time properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just how I am. Cool. We know it's not working. It's no need to talk about spoiled milk. Mm-hmm. Let's spend the rest of the five minutes talking about how we can make it better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, bro. I mean, again, I love it. This is next level. And I'm really like petitioning to get the music piece done. <laughs> like I really am. No, I really want to see a music piece from here, man. Like I know, I know I'm I'm being I know that might be a little far-fetched, but I'm really looking forward to seeing a music face. Cause I mean the fact that Taylor sings and plays guitar is bananas to me. I did not know that. I'm gonna go home and he I ain't, I'm gonna go home and look him up on YouTube, even if he don't send it to me. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I wanna see it. I'll send it to you. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna I'm, listen, I'm gonna be like, Sandy, did you know that Taylor got an album? <laughs> he got a whole album. He toured. It's, it's, just crazy. it's an EP. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I never would have known that. It's an EP. No, it's oh, great. Man. Bro, well, Jay, thank you so much for coming out. Man, bro, yeah, this helping dude, this us out. So thank you so much man, for listen, doing this podcast. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Um, anytime you guys need me, to, I, I will be more than happy to um, be a guest on here, man. I'm, I'm really happy to be here, and thank you for having me. Yeah, 100%. Let's take over the world. Yes, sir. <laughs> And that does it for us here on this episode of Dressing for Wellness. You can check out our social media pages at Inherent Clothier and also visit us on our website at www.inherentclothier.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm Stephen DeLaRoche. I'm Taylor Draper. We'll see you next time.